Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. This is Authenticated. The Diecast Collectors Podcast from Lionel Racing. Everyone, welcome back to Authenticated, the Diecast Collectors Podcast from Lionel Racing. We are back in your eardrums once again here on the show, episode 16 of Authenticated, and we are ready to talk about all things NASCAR, all things Diecast, and man, have we got an action packed show for you here today. We've got a lot to talk about, about things on the racetrack, things that we've got going through our office here at Lionel Racing, and also a huge giveaway that we know you NASCAR Authentics fans are going to be pumped up about. So stay tuned later in the show for that. We're going to be dropping some hints on how you can enter and win some cool NASCAR Authentics prizes later on in this show. But before we get there, we got a lot to talk about. I am Matt Kenfield, Content Marketing Manager here at Lionel Racing, and I want to introduce to you my two co-hosts today, uh, Michelle Fannin, normally with us, but uh, she's a little tied up, uh, making big decisions, making big things happen here at Lionel Racing. So then there were three. So we'll start with Alex Pullman. Alex, uh, glad you're back with our show here this week after uh, it took, what, a week off or so. But, uh, you know, a lot of cool things happened. And Richmond certainly was an interesting race, I guess we could say. To say the least. And all the racing at Richmond had some exciting moments. Absolutely. And we're going to delve into that a lot more. And Carlene Marginian joining us as well for the second episode. We, uh, You did such a good job last week. You know, I think I told you when we first brought you over here, if you don't like doing something, don't do it well. So I don't know how the podcast fit into that plan or not, but uh, uh, here you are regardless. And uh, uh, I, I know you're looking forward to uh, talking about the race, but I think you're also excited about what's going on this coming weekend at Martinsville Speedway. You're going to be at the paperclip, aren't you? Yes, thank goodness. I was there last fall. And the racing was just so intense and so awesome to watch. I can't wait to be back. We're going to delve into that a little bit more later on in the show, as well as talk about our fresh paint, the new diecast in uh, in our possession, and also uh, for pre-order here at Lionel Racing. We're going to get into that a lot later in the show as well. But first, we got to talk about everything that happened at Richmond. Up next on Authenticated. It took two months in the NASCAR Cup Series season, but we finally got an old fart in victory lane. Uh, Denny Hamlin picking up the victory. Yeah, I know. I just wanted to work. The, my, my 10-year-old son will be so happy that I worked the word fart into our authenticated podcast <laughs> this week. But uh, Denny Hamlin picking up his first win of the 2022 season, uh, kind of getting off the schneid a little bit because uh, that Toyota Camp Joe Gibbs Racing had been struggling a little bit. Uh, good to see Denny back in victory lane. That FedEx Express number 11 uh, car was really strong down the stretch there and kind of played the strategy right there. He did, and it was good to see, you know, like you said, one of the elder drivers break that, you know, under 30 
streak that had been happening since the end of last year. You know, so it's good to see a Toyota in victory lane. And But you also, you know, you had your Ross Chastain, your William Byron's up there competing, and they were very strong, as well as Ryan Blaney. And then you had other people who didn't have such a great day. You also had your Kevin Harvick up there to include oh. the old farts, as you put it. But we went straight from under 30 to up above 40. Like, 30 just does not exist in NASCAR right now. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, as much as we've talked over the last couple of weeks about the Joe Gibbs Racing Camp kind of not performing as well as they had been, but it was really good to see um, Denny Hamlin not just get to victory lane, but uh, Martin Truex Jr. was also uh, definitely in the hunt there and had the strategy played a little bit different than he might have been in victory lane as well. Uh, So I I think now we're kind of getting into the stretch, and and you ladies correct me if I'm wrong, we're getting into the stretch of the season now where we had a couple of super speedways with Atlanta, Daytona. you know, we've had now we're starting to get into the, you know, the meat and potatoes of the schedule. So we're going to have a good mix of short tracks coming up here. We've got the dirt track. This is going to be kind of separating, separating the men from the boys. Basically, this is going to be where the drivers who will rise to the cream of the top crop uh, as the season goes on. This is kind of like their time to do it right with these short tracks. And then we go to Talladega and, and this is going to be a time where we really see who our championship contenders are going to be. Absolutely. You already have, you know, such a mix of drivers up front with these next gens going to a short track and going to Bristol dirt, which last year was already, you know, someone one who you weren't expecting with Logano. It's just like you said, the cream of the crop will rise because it's really just, you know, cross your fingers and hope you get up there, I feel. Yeah, and I mean, having three short tracks in a row with Richmond, and then you have Martinsville, and then Bristol Dirt, especially now you've got Martinsville Night and Bristol Dirt Night, I Mm -hmm. think that's going to play a big factor into it, and I think your veterans are going to come out on top coming up in the next couple weeks, because like you said, you're going to see your championship contenders, you're going to see the guys who've had a lot of experience at these tracks over their careers. I mean, don't count out the guys like Daniel Suarez, who had a great run at Bristol Dirt last year, but... The elements and the time of day is definitely going to play a factor, especially with these next-gen cars. And I think that might even extend one extra week into Darlington, too, because that's going to be one of those tracks. And and I think Denny Hamlin said that in an interview uh, post-Richmond, how, you know, the young guys have kind of been dominating this season, right? But again, we've kind of been at tracks that, you know, the Xfinity Series races a lot at and, and, and places that some of these younger guys might be more comfortable with. Richmond, however, it's such a technical racetrack that a guy like Denny Hamlin can have the upper hand at a place like Richmond and probably at a place like Martinsville as well, because that, you know, the Xfinity series, yeah, they do go there. um, But, you know, those cup guys have a lot more experience at Martinsville, 500 uh, laps around that place uh, most of the time. And, you know, for years and years Uh, And Darlington's going to be very much the same way. You know, uh, Darlington is not. You know, it's not for the faint of heart. You got to really know what you're doing to get around Darlington to have a shot to win. So those old guys that have been doing it for a long time will probably uh, be have that level uh, extended just a little bit when they get to that track. Especially with Darlington, you also have to think about your rim riders, like your Larsons and your Reddicks, because they tend to do very well there because it's a high bank track. And, you know, I love to see what happens with these next gen cars there because, you know, tire wear and everything and just see how the playing field ends up. Absolutely. And I'm honestly looking forward to with the Gibbs boys doing so well last weekend, going to Martinsville and Darlington. Uh, Truex has done really well there. So I'm excited to see him where he ends up. 
It'll be a lot of fun to see what happens at Martinsville this coming weekend. But going back to Richmond, uh, uh, Denny Hamlin uh, with that FedEx Express car, he's 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 the hometown kid, right, from Chesterfield, Virginia, right down the road at Richmond, uh, or from Richmond. And, you know, Denny's won a lot of races, been in hunt for championships, hasn't quite gotten, uh, you know, across that threshold just yet to be a NASCAR Cup Series champion. Um, but... For as much flack as Denny gets sometimes, and, you know, let, let, let's just say, you know, there's he, he doesn't have the most friends out there necessarily because he speaks his mind and things like that. But, um, you know, it, it's kind of a good story, though, whenever a hometown guy can go to victory lane and kind of end a, a streak that's kind of been unprecedented unprecedented for Denny Hamlin uh, through his career in the Cup Series to kind of be on this little winless drought, not even a winless drought, but not necessarily being in the hunt for wins for a while either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his start to 2022 has not been a career high for him by any means. No, not at all. And I think, like you said, that makes winning at your hometown just so much more exciting. There's all that extra, you know, almost pressure that you feel when you go to your home track and to be doing so okay throughout the season and then get there and take it. That's got to be huge for him, a big weight off his shoulders. And uh, he took that weight off his shoulders, climbed all the way up on the roof of the car, which I know NASCAR is not a huge fan of guys getting on the roof of the car uh, for tech inspection purposes. But still, when you're, you haven't won in a while and you're at your hometown track, you got to celebrate and do everything you can to uh, show how proud and happy you are to get back into victory lane. And that race win die cast of the FedEx Express number 11 Toyota Camry uh, got some confetti on it. Thank you, NASCAR and all the tracks for be, you know supporting uh, the confetti program because every race so far has had it and uh, it's going to make a great race win uh, some damage to that car as well on the right rear uh throughout the car if you haven't yet seen those uh reference photos uh, we'll be posting them on our social media uh feed just to kind of see uh how how dinged up that car really was uh, in victory lane and why it's going to make such a great race win die cast that you can order right now at lionelracing.com or by calling our friendly call center agents at 1-800-952-0708 or check out one of our authorized lionel racing die cast dealers and uh so that's the story on the cup side. The Xfinity side, Ty Gibbs going back to victory lane. That guy's got a flair for the dramatic for sure. The second week in a row, the guys uh, made some last lap fireworks happen to get into victory lane. And, uh, you know, the young guy's not getting, uh, not going to let himself get pushed around, even by teammates, and uh, uh, to get to victory lane. Well, I found that interesting that John Hunter Nemechek was so upset with him after what he pulled in the truck race at Atlanta. You know, whether you're teammates or not, when you get into those last laps, you're racing for the win. I feel like uh, they're both like, like, I'll wreck my mother to win a race kind of playing field. Yeah. And, and yeah, they were teammates, but to Carlene's point, I mean, you're there to win the race. You're not there to like let your teammate cross the checker, you know, get the checker flag before you do. Right. And, and let's be honest, you know, John Hunter's a great race car driver, young, talented, all that stuff, but he is not immune to doing what Ty Gibbs did either. If we remember, I think it was uh, Montreal, if I remember correctly, the road course race in the truck series. Um, with, I believe it was Cole Custer that they uh, they banged each other out of the way and stuff like that and had a big like WWE Royal Rumble on the like front Cole stretch. Custer like tackle him to the yeah. ground or something. Yeah, I mean, so you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. So, uh, um, you know, it's it makes for good racing. You know, these guys are going to be racing a lot for a long time. You know, Ty Gibbs and John Hunter Nemechek, they're both kind of the future of the sport. So they're going to be racing each other a lot, and they're going to give and take and. Uh, be interesting to see what happens for the rest of the season between those two, uh, whether they're teammates or not. So uh, 
really cool stuff for Ty Gibbs to go to victory lane. Unfortunately, licensing restrictions do prevent us from making the race win die cast or offering the race win die cast of Ty Gibbs's car from Richmond. Uh, but we do still have some Ty Gibbs die cast available right now at LionelRacing.com. So definitely check that out. Uh, we touched a little bit about uh, Martinsville Speedway, and I think all three of us over the course of our uh, lifetimes have been to Martinsville and seen some uh, racing. I'm a short track guy, right? Like, I grew up on short tracks, half-mile track up Stafford, Connecticut. I raced in short tracks, worked in short track racing for a long time. This is my bread and butter. This is the race, I mean, one of the races that I look forward to the most. And, um, you know, I, I think this is really going to kind of set the stage not only like we talked about for the championship, uh, you know, kind of see who the contenders are really going to be at this this stretch of the season here. Um, but let's not forget Martinsville is also the last cutoff race for the championship. So, you know, I don't know what you, you all think, but this could be kind of like a test and tune, I guess you can say that, you know, if you know you're one of those guys that have won a race or maybe one of the guys that needs to win a race to get into the playoffs, you might have this one circled on your on your calendar, maybe a little bit more. Absolutely. And and like I kind of said in the beginning with how Martinsville ended last fall, you know, with Bowman and Denny, shockingly, you know, going at it, it's just so, it's a different kind of aggressive from, you know, the super speedways. There's not the big, big crash fests. You have to really, like you said, strategize. And then it's all about the nitty gritty. I mean, and to piggyback on what Carlene said, I mean, that's, I've seen more people get frustrated with each other at Martinsville in the past few years than a lot of the other tracks because you it always seems to be Denny because Denny and Chase Denny and Alex must be Denny and versus HMS I don't know but uh I mean Denny versus everybody (laughs) yes exactly everybody hates Denny I guess I don't know um but yeah I can't wait to see the racing the racing at Martinsville is phenomenal and I think, you know, with the different grooves and the new car, I mean, there's bumping and banging the whole time. I mean, if you don't leave Martinsville not entertained, you know, don't even watch. Right. And I think this the composite body on the next-gen car that's going to take a little bit more beating and banging, a little bit more wear and tear. Um, you know, I think it might take a little bit, kind of like what we saw in Los Angeles. It might take some time for guys to kind of feel out what the car can do at this racetrack, and then it's going to be game on. Like, you know, all it's going to take is one guy to get ticked off just enough, and then all hell's going to break loose, and I'm here for it. So let's uh, let's let's see what we can do, boys. Like, go have some fun over there at the Paperclip and Martinsville Speedway. Uh, I'm looking forward to that cup race, but I'm also looking forward to the Xfinity race there because Dale Jr. coming back, uh, you know, his one-race uh, anti-retirement tour that he's been doing the last few years back in the Hellman's number 88 car at Martinsville this weekend. I don't know. What do you guys think? How's Dale Jr. How is Dale Jr. going to do in Martinsville on his one race uh, anti-retirement tour this year? Well, you know, there'll definitely be a crowd because Dale Jr. will be there. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, he's run pretty decent in his one-offs in the past couple of years. I mean, it just kind of varies. Yeah, I think uh, no matter what, he he's whenever he's gotten back in the car, he has run competitively, and and that's tough to do. You know, if you've had some time off, and you know he's he he, how can I put this the right way? He wasn't on top of his game when he left the Cup Series, right? Like his his successful seasons were in the rearview mirror. It doesn't mean that he lost talent or anything like that, but statistically, you know, he was on on, on the downswing. He was on the back nine, using a golf ter- terminology on Masters Week, like we are right now. But, uh, you know, anytime he gets back in the car, he's, he's, he's competitive. And, and Junior Motorsports certainly provides him with the best, uh, best of the best because, hey, he pays the bills. He's going to make sure that he's got the best of the best, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing Dale Jr. back behind the wheel, and it's going to be a lot of fun. 
at Martinsville Speedway to have Dale Jr. back on the racetrack. Let's go back to the Cup Series, though. What do you guys think? Who's going to take the checkered flag this coming weekend in Martinsville? Honestly, I would love to see a Ryan Blaney win. Not going to lie. Interesting. I mean, I'd love that, too. But <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like a, it's going to be a Truex or a Hamlin. They're going to JGR is going to go back to back. Very interesting take. I, I don't disagree with either of those picks. I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm going to go Tyler Reddick. I think that he's kind of like that next in line guy that's been knocking on the door. Uh, he comes from a dirt track background. So I think he's going to be, you know, he'll be a contender for sure. Uh, you know, barring anything unforeseen happening. I do think that Tyler Reddick will have a, a strong showing there at Martinsville. Anybody can prove me wrong. I think that you mm-hmm. actually have a great point because that's, that's last season with the night races, he seemed to really have his car figured out. Yep. So I think he'll be prepped and ready to go. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Martinsville Speedway this coming weekend. And uh, don't forget all the race win die cast uh, that you can get. Denny Hamlin's FedEx Express number 11 Toyota Camry at LionelRacing.com. 1-800-952-0708 or other authorized Lionel Racing die cast dealers. Up next, we're going to talk about some of the latest releases that we have here at Lionel Racing, so stick around. All kinds of new die cast available for order for you right at lionelracing.com right now. And to go over just a handful of them, and I say a handful, it's more like three handfuls of them. Here's Carlene Marginian. Go ahead, Carlene. Let's give the folks some fresh paint to talk about. Absolutely. My pleasure. Uh, As we said, Darlington's coming up, so we've got some throwbacks that are starting to come out. Um, RFK Racing has both of their um, throwbacks. One is currently available, the Brad Keselowski number six, which they're throwing it back to Mark Martin. And then the Chris Buescher number 17 is throwing it back to Matt Kenseth. That'll be offered within the next week or so. Um, And the sponsor on both of those is Socios, which I just heard of. And they're actually super interesting, like an NFT sporting uh, company. So super cool. Um, you also have the Justin Allgaier number seven Hellman's throwback uh, Xfinity car, which they're doing a throwback to the Dale Earnhardt Wrangler. So it's a really nice looking blue and yellow. Um, that's a really awesome one. And then we have a lot more throwbacks coming soon. Um, a lot more for Earnhardt fans too. So be on the lookout for that on social and on our website. I'm going to interrupt you because I just, uh, yeah, that that's just what I do. I interrupt you. That's fair. We talk. You just mentioned that there's some really cool Earnhardt ones. We just got probably my favorite one. Has nothing to do with Earnhardt. Well, it's, it doesn't really have anything to do with Earnhardt, but it was on my computer screen just as I walked down here to come record this podcast. And I think we're going to release it in the next few days. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And all I'm going to say is, Bandit. That's all I'm going to say. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll leave it at that. It's probably my favorite one. It's an Xfinity Series car. Uh, Stay tuned. What are you? You're looking at me funny, Alex. Why are you looking at me funny? Because you have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? No, but I have an idea now. No, it, it, it's not Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, never mind. No, no. That's all I'm going to say. It, uh, just stay tuned on that one. So now that I've effect, effectively wasted a minute and a half of people's time, Carlene, continue. Well, I'm not going to be mad with you because I also saw that car, and it is definitely worth it. And I don't really know the full history behind it, but it is a really nice-looking throwback. Yes. So be prepared, y'all. Um, speaking of Xfinity, though, we also had the Bubba Wallace Dr. Pepper Coda Xfinity car come out for pre-order, as well as his cup schemes for the Dr. Pepper, the Lidos, and the Root Insurance. Um, so those are all up for pre-order right now as well. Um, the Ryan Blaney number 12 Body Armor just came out. The Austin Hill number 21 Bennett Transportation 
Xfinity car, which was a really nice sort of sky blue white look. So that one's a really, really exciting looking one to me. Um, the Ross Chastain number one K1 Speed just came out. The Kyle Busch number 18 M&M's Crunchy Cookie, which is that pastel blue. So it's perfect for springtime racing or Easter. Pick your poison there. Um, the Cole Custer number 41 Dixie Vodka just came out, which has also the white and blue a lot of white and blue in this fresh paints. I'm um, sensing a theme here. <laughs> Springtime and freshness. That's right. Um, the Brad Perez number 43 Green Tech Energy, which it was just his debut uh, in the truck series at Coda, and he finished top 20. So that is a really exciting truck that we just really is super pumped to see how that does. I'm also going to interrupt you on that one. Now, race fans, you're tuning in, you're listening, you love Diecast, you love NASCAR, you love great stories, all that stuff. That's why you're listening to us right now. The response and the request for that truck were overwhelming. We are offering Brad Perez's truck in tribute to you folks, you know, in response to you. So now we need that same response back from you. If you want to see Brad Perez's truck produced, you got to get those pre-orders in. That's the only way it's going to happen. And if you want other great stories in the truck Xfinity, even Cup Series, like Brad Perez, uh, down the road, you've got to prove that, you know, just you can say on Twitter and Facebook that you really want these cars and trucks. That's awesome. We appreciate that. We'll, we'll offer it. But the only way to continue these, you know, uh, you know, new drivers into the series, maybe some of the own unknown guys making their debuts and stuff like that. The only way to make sure that these things continue to get offered and produced is to get those orders in. So I'm putting it back on you. You put it on us to offer it. We came through for you. Now you got to come through for us, come through for Brad Perez and drivers like him and uh, get those pre-orders in. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And I'm really hoping that that one makes it because that is just everyone came together. There's so many different sponsors on there. That's a really cool one. Um, and then the very last things I have in my handful of fresh paints uh, are all the Coda wins. So the Zane Smith number 38 Speedco truck just went up for pre-order um, a day or two ago. So that's kind of a, a newer release, but from a week or so ago, the AJ Allmendinger number 16 Nutrien Ag Solutions. Ag Solutions. New sponsor. I should have asked on that one. <laughs> no, Nutrient Ag Solutions been around for a while on the college racing cars, and Alex is very familiar with them because you seem to, you know, you college racing is one of your teams, so you know that they're very active in the, in, in the scene as well. It is, and it's a new sponsor for the 16 car this year. Oh, so yeah, definitely want to see that one getting made so we can add it to our collections as well. And then last but not least was the Ross Chastain number one iFly um, and Onyx Home. Um, which was such a cool, cool win. I was so pumped for Ross to finally see him throw that watermelon down. None of it got on the car, unfortunately. I know a lot of you guys were asking <laughs> about that on Twitter. Um, but there's just so much buildup, I feel, behind that win and all that Ross went through to finally get that first cup win. So definitely, definitely head over um, to LionelRacing.com uh, or call our call center at 1-800-952-0708 or reach out to our other authorized Lionel Racing dealers and pick up those Coda wins. And all of the fresh paints, honestly. And we will not be offering watermelon with Ross's win. Just a little let no. But, I mean, they sell it at every grocery store. Go buy some. Uh, if you, you want know, to smash it, it on your die cast, yeah, go for it. When it rots and stinks, please don't blame <laughs> us. But, you know, hey, to each their own. People do crazy things. But uh, thank you, Carlene. Lots of great releases. And uh, even since we recorded this show and it hits the airwaves, there's about 24-hour gap. And I'm pretty sure we're going to be releasing a handful more cars in that gap as well. So uh, definitely check out LionelRacing.com. And also make sure you follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even our TikTok now, uh, because we're always promoting our new 
new diecast throughout those social media channels. So definitely check us out, Lionel Racing, on your various social media accounts. All right, NASCAR Authentics fans, you've been waiting patiently, and it's just about time to talk about the latest wave of NASCAR Authentics diecast and a cool giveaway to see how you can end up with these cars in your collection. NASCAR Authentics fans, this segment is for you. We've got a new wave reveal, and, you know, we we might have, you know, angered a few of you last week on April Fool's Day. We were saying that we were going to, yeah, it was great, wasn't it? Was it? That was great. a great idea by by whoever came up with that idea and whoever came up with that idea to stand in an elevator and wave his I was off on Friday, and like I that. still saw it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's it, genius. It, it, was, it was a lot of fun, and, and hopefully everybody saw the fun in it, how we teased a wave reveal uh for april fool's day some of you were caught on right carlene some people kind of saw that hey friday's the first is kind of a weird time to reveal one of these but hey what are you absolutely yeah uh we we teased a wave reveal and well we didn't lie i mean i stood in an elevator and i waved to you so uh that's kind of how it worked but uh now we're gonna bring you the real thing so uh while we did have a little bit of fun we're, we're back into uh revealing some NASCAR Authentics diecast. Now, I know you've been, people have been wondering, hey, is it wave one 2022, wave whatever of 2021? Well, it is wave 13 2021. This is the final wave of 2021 NASCAR Authentics. There will be a wave two, or excuse me, a wave one of 2022 coming soon. Uh, we'll give you more details on that as we get a little bit closer to it. But right now we've got one final wave of 2021 NASCAR Authentics, and uh, they will be coming soon to Walmart, Target, and other major retailers, as well as the Lionel Store at Concord Mills, Concord, North Carolina. All of these diecasts for Wave 13 NASCAR Authentics do feature a collectible sticker as the trinket, and it's going to be one wave of diecasts that you are going to want to add to your collection for sure. We know you're going to be on the hunt for these. And I'll tell you what, if you stick around just a couple more minutes after we reveal to you who these drivers and cars are in this wave, we're going to tell you how you can possibly win the entire wave of Wave 13 diecast and get them into your collection as well. But first, I know you want to hear who's in this wave, and let's bring it to you. We'll start off with Alex, Wave 13, NASCAR Authentics. Eric Jones, number 43, U.S. Air Force Special Warfare. And you've got the Chase Elliott number nine Napa Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. Then Kyle Larson's number five HendrickCars.com 9/11 tribute. The Austin Dillon number three Bass Pro Shop salutes. Kyle Busch's number eighteen Sport Clips. Alex Bowman number forty-eight Ally Fan Vote. Bubba Wallace's number twenty-three Dr Pepper Fan Vote. The Christopher Bell number twenty Dewalt 9/11 tribute. Denny Hamlin's number 11 Sport Clips Throwback. And for the chase piece, you've got Denny Hamlin number 11 Sport Clips Throwback Liquid Color. Awesome Wave 13. Kudos to Gwen Trink and everybody involved in planning this wave. And uh, I know you fans eagerly anticipate these cars hitting your store shelves. And uh, this is one that will be sought after by many and uh, collected by all. So we are excited to bring these to you, and we want to tell you how you can possibly end up with Wave 13 in your collection, and not just the standard cars. We will send you a box of diecast that also includes one of the liquid color Denny Hamlin number 11 sport clip throwback. Sport clips throwback. 
That's a lot to say. Number 11, sport clips throwback, liquid mm-hmm. color chase piece. I, I, I'm, I'm you know, talking to you two, and you both just <laughs> ran through it with no problem, and here I am stumbling over my words. <laughs> So it is giveaway time. So this is how this is going to work. On any Lionel Racing social media platform that you see this episode of Authenticated posted and linked, share that post and tag a friend who would like to possibly win this entire wave of NASCAR Authentics diecast, including the chase piece, like I mentioned. So all you got to do is share this post with the Authenticated link in it and tag a friend who you think might want to win win this diecast wave. And... (laughs) I don't know. I got a list of about, I've got like 10 friends and I think about 400 people want to, want to win this that I know, you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, tag a friend or two and have them tag you and things like that too. So we want you to share it and tag a friend on this authenticated podcast link post on various social media forms. Once you do that, we will randomly select someone to win wave 13 and we will announce the winner of that on the next episode of authenticated so definitely stay tuned to that we'll probably do another episode in a week or two but we will definitely promote when that launches so you can hear if you were the winner of wave 13 the diecast giveaway here on authenticated so again share this post wherever you see the authenticated podcast linked for this episode episode 16 and uh comment and tag someone who might want to win this wave. And I'm sure you all know a bunch of people who want to win this one, including yourself. So uh, do all that, and we'll, we'll, we will randomly select a winner to get wave 13 in the mail. So be on the lookout for that, and hope everybody has a good time trying to find these diecasts and also entering to win the entire wave. But uh, before we finish up for the day, we've got a few more things to talk about here on Authenticated, so stick around. Before we wrap things up on this week's episode of Authenticated, we need to go over our last lap highlights of the week. Whatever our hot button topics in NASCAR and diecast world might be, uh, we, we're going to share them with you here. And we want to hear your thoughts on these as well using hashtag AuthenticatedFan on social media. But uh, let's start with Alex. What is your last lap highlight of the week? I am going to Martinsville this weekend. It is the first track I have been to other than Charlotte since the pandemic started. Nice. And I'm really excited to eat a Martinsville hot dog. And you shouldn't be because they are, they are delicious. You you said what? They are bright pink. That is not natural for a hot dog. Southern thing. And I don't usually eat chili and salt on a hot dog, but in Martinsville, I will. Their chili's not even like dark brown. It is light brown with like a lot of mustard. It doesn't matter. You got to really love a hot dog. Okay. But yeah, it's really (laughs) good. I I can't wait to go to Martinsville, see some racing, spend some time with some friends. It's going to be a good time. So the first time I went to Martinsville, right? You got to eat a hot dog, right? It's just mm-hmm. it, it's just what you have to do. They should just give you one with your ticket, right? So I went there and I was like, I don't really like chili and slaw, but whatever, let's do it. Ate it and instantly felt like I was gonna die. And <laughs> really, but, but then I was like, you know what? Hey, I'm fat. I like to eat things like this, so I went and had a couple more. Now I I got some buddies, you know, that worked in the NASCAR garage that actually used to have a contest. You know, they were mostly on the TV side, media, things like that. They would have a contest to see how many they could eat. I think they got into like through the course of like a three day. This is back when they had practice day qualifying. You know, it was like a three or four day, you know, a three day race weekend. They'd eat like 60 of those things through the course of the weekend. And 
I felt like I immediately needed gastric bypass after eating one. I can only imagine what having 60 of these things could have been like. Well, and I like how at Martinsville, though, you know, they're a staple, but their concessions are actually very affordable. Right. And Mm -hmm. so you get like three for a dollar. And obviously it might have changed since last time I went. But I remember the first time I went, I ate like three. And I usually, when I eat hot dogs, I'm usually like one. But but see... That was my thing, though, with I went for the first time last fall, and everyone always talks about these hot dogs, and I have a lot of friends who go to all the races, and they kind of do the same thing, like, how many can you eat in a day? And so when I got that first one, and I unwrapped the foil, and the bun was pink, I was like, this is not for me. And everyone gave me such a hard time that I didn't get more, because that's just like what you do at Martinsville. Well, so our friend who's going with us this weekend has never had a hot dog, so he's going to try a Martinsville hot dog for the first time. Yeah. That, that's part of the fun. Now, shout out to the Jesse Jones folks. I don't want to know how they get those hot dogs pink, uh, you know. But after, my wife's from the South here, so she's like, oh, yeah, it's just the way they are. Like, it's just a normal thing. So we bought them one time to see, you know, how they were, and they don't taste anything like when you get them at the grocery store. They, I don't know, just whatever chemicals or whatever dirty water they cook them in at the racetrack or something like that. It, it just doesn't taste the same. So, it, you know, if, if you like the Martinsville hot dogs, don't get the same brand, you know, Jesse Jones brand at the store because they're not going to taste the same. It just must be that track atmosphere. Uh, it's it's got to be that vibes. Yeah, it's, it's the it's the track vibe hot dog. <laughs> yes, and hey, you know, uh, I used to not hate them as much. You know, I hated myself for eating them, but I didn't hate the taste if that makes sense. And then one time I was working Martinsville Media Center for their big uh, Martinsville 300 late model race. And, you know, a bunch of media there for a short track race, you know, more, most, more so than most late model races because it's Martinsville. It's the biggest uh, late model stock car race in the country. And uh, they bring them in by the, the tin, you know, canister of them into the media center. One smells gross. And then when you put like 100 of them and they bring out catering tray after catering tray and then you watch all these media people go to like you know horses to a trough to go eat these things it kind of turns your stomach a little bit and uh, i hope you're not listening to the show like around lunchtime or something like that because i <laughs> promise you you're not gonna have hot dogs for lunch today but uh martinsville speedway is definitely a place you got to check out if it's if you haven't been there yet it's definitely a bucket list place because uh the history there uh they always do such a great job you know s- sometimes in the nascar scene they have country singers they have a bunch of stuff you know pomp and circumstance during during pre-race martinsville seems to do it right because they usually have the local high school band play there and and it's very simple. It's very kind of the way NASCAR used to be. There's so much history there in Martinsville. Um, and, and they always do it right. You know, they don't do glitz and glamour and have, like, washed-up rock stars singing the national anthem poorly or anything like that. It's it's just done kind of old school. And and, uh, th- and that's kind of why I like that, that race. It feels like a hometown track, too, because it's right beside the railroad tracks. So the trains right. go mm-hmm. by during the race and everything. So it's just like a hometown in the middle of nowhere kind of, like, local track. Yep, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a good time. So you want to check out Martinsville Speedway. If you haven't been there yet, definitely put it on your list uh, to go. Uh, maybe even go in October, and who knows, maybe even see some Lionel Racing folks there while you're there because Alex and Carlene will be there this weekend, and uh, you know we might have a bigger contingent there in October to be determined. So uh, stay tuned for that. And with that, now that we've turned our stomachs well enough and nobody's <laughs> hungry anymore, Carlene, what's your last lap highlight of the week? Yeah, so my last lap highlight is with all these awesome um, up-and-coming drivers and drivers getting their first chance, there's been so many, like, almost Cinderella story-type um, moments. And specifically in the Richmond race, Parker Ratzloff, 
who races in the iRacing series, finished um, P10, actually, in Richmond. And the speed on his car was right up there with the Gibbs boys. So that was really exciting to watch. Yeah, absolutely. It's... We're, we're seeing more and more of that. You know, we, we talked about Brad Perez, you know, kind of, you know, a, a tire specialist in, in, in the truck series, kind of getting the shot, doing some eye racing stuff and, you know, run some ARCA races as well, um, getting a shot. And Derek Griffith ran the Xfinity race at Richmond as well for Sam Hunt Racing. He's another uh, super late model guy from the Northeast, uh, you know, done really really well in the late model stuff and kind of getting his uh getting some opportunities and, and he even ran pretty well in the sam hunt racing car at richmond so uh you know kind of piggybacking on what carlene said i'm a, you know being a sh- big short track guy i like to see these uh kind of short track guys guys that don't normally you know uh have opportunities get these opportunities and do something with them you know it, it's easy just to get into a back marker car or truck and just kind of put around for a little while but when you actually have a pretty good run that's uh that's something to hang your hat on and hopefully something that uh, a lot of these drivers can can snowball these uh, successes into uh, more opportunities as well. Uh, so kind of staying on that short track uh, uh, scene, but also circling back to NASCAR, it was really cool to see Ryan Newman back behind the wheel of a NASCAR modified. Uh, you know, Ryan Newman hasn't run a pavement race since the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series finale at Phoenix. And, uh, you know, even said during the Richmond weekend that uh, when he was racing is modified there for SS racing in the PSR uh, car, Um, even said, you know, he had some calls and some maybe some opportunities, but he wants to do it the right way. He wants to go win races and actually was in position to maybe even win that modified race at Richmond. Um, But, uh, you know, Ryan Newman's definitely kind of guy. you know, again, kind of like what we talked about with Dale Jr., you know, some of his best successes were in the rearview mirror by the time he left the series, right? Um, Ryan Newman was was outstanding in, in the mid-2000s, let's say. Um, but uh, definitely miss a guy like him out there in the series because I think with this new car and everything like that, that could have bridged some of the gaps that I think if he was still racing in the Cup Series would probably do and be doing pretty well. Um, but uh, nice to see Ryan Newman still behind the wheel racing modifieds, and I know he's going to run some dirt races and things like that, and uh, hopefully we can get him back in some NASCAR stuff here before too long. And uh, I'll correct myself because the modified NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour is a NASCAR Tour, and, you know, I, I, I will fight that forever. You say NASCAR, you, that means all NASCAR divisions, not necessarily the Cup Series. So uh, uh, nice to see Ryan Newman back at the racetrack and hopefully more opportunities for him to come. That's going to do it for us here on Authenticated this week. So uh, on behalf of Alex and Carlene, I am Matt. We look forward to seeing all of your submissions for the NASCAR Authentics giveaway that we've got going on. Again, share this post uh, with the Authenticated podcast linked and tag a friend in it. And uh, good luck trying to win Wave 13 of NASCAR Authentics for 2021. And with that, we will sign off here on Authenticated. We will talk to you down the road on the next episode. Follow Lionel Racing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and use hashtag AuthenticatedFan. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.